Hey, podcast friends. If you love our podcast and want to help support us to continue making cool shit, consider joining our Patreon community. Get early access to each episode, a monthly hangout on Zoom, custom answers to your questions in exclusive Patreon videos, and much, much more. Head on over to patreon.com slash conversations with creators to become a patron today. Your support means the world to us. Now on to the episode. Can I do the talking some smack thing? Oh, Hunter, it, I, I would, nothing would make me happier. <laughs> okay. Live, ready? Let me get some oxygen. Yeah. Oh, I want you know that I heard that you've been touching some smack. I want you know that I've been taking Taekwondo lessons in the back of the Walmart Super Center. So if you don't want to get hurt, then you better he said the thing (laughs) well i started like i found out about comedy when i was in preschool yeah um i I saw ace ventura and i became (laughs) that makes so much sense dude (laughs) i became obsessed with jim carrey i was like studying him studying his face um i said i know that he said that he used to stare at himself in the mirror and just like do a bunch of stuff so i started doing that wow and I found in Living Color. This was like all preschool, kindergarten. Found in Living Color. Probably shouldn't have been watching that back then, but well, yeah. you know, all right, we can do. It's some of the greatest comedy of all time. Yeah, it's <laughs> so funny. So I knew even then I was like, oh, I want to make people laugh. Like that, that seems like in preschool funny. you knew this. Yes, that's wild. I've been able to like train myself through the lives. When I go live on TikTok, I do. Oh, like, yeah. Not stop talking to keep the energy up for an hour plus so that when I do with actual material, I'll be completely fine. That is one of the best hacks for an entertainer to to like train the law the, the long time muscle. That's a genius thing to do. So the big question is this: how are creators like us who aren't built for the nine to five, for the people who put their passion before them being comfortable? How do we turn that passion into a living that pays the bills and a life that we love? That is the question. This podcast will give you the answers. My name is Noah Mittman, and welcome to Conversations with Creators. Welcome back to another episode of Conversations with Creators. I am your host, Noah Mittman, and joining me is the man of many voices and faces, Christian McCartney. Thanks for being on the show, man. Thank you, kind listener Noah. Very (laughs) excited. But I just want to uh, start off by first saying congrats on the marriage. Oh, thank you, dude. That's amazing. It has been very fun. Yeah, how's it going? Great. I always knew I wanted to get married, and my everybody in my family knew I was going to get married first out of all the kids. <laughs> so we were all just waiting for it to happen. Something yeah, yeah. Like, it's finally done with. Yeah, I'm sure that was a whole process. I didn't do any of the planning, so it was really <laughs> But yes, it was very... <laughs> She put a lot of work in. <laughs> and she did. Yes, she did. Well, that's great, man. It's uh it is one of the best things I've ever done. And uh yeah, it's just you find you find your person and you and you take the leap and it's it's a blast. So just congrats on that. Thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. So diving into your career a little bit, how did you uh how did you get your start in comedy and what's your burning what's your journey been like? Well, I started, like, I found out about comedy when I was in preschool. Yeah. Um, I, well, I just saw Ace Ventura, and I became- <laughs> That makes so much sense, dude. <laughs> I became obsessed with Jim Carrey. I was, like, studying him, studying his face. Um, I said, I know that he said that he used to stare at himself in the mirror and just, like, do a bunch of stuff. So I started doing that. Wow. And I found in Living Color, this was, like, all preschool, kindergarten, found in Living Color. Probably shouldn't have been watching that back then, but well, yeah. you know, all right, we can do it. It's some of the greatest comedy of all time. Yeah, it's <laughs> so funny. So I knew even then I was like, oh, I want to make people laugh. Like that, that seems like in preschool you knew this. Yes, that's wild. Because I used to um, get in trouble because I would stay like during recess, indoor recess at least. I would stay over near the. Um, the section with like the outfits where you could try stuff on and be different characters. Yeah, yeah. And I would stay over there till after recess was done. And I used to steal stuff and take it home to keep doing the characters. <laughs> and so like I so I knew I wanted to enter. That's, a, that's so like I thought I was lucky when like I found because I'm I do I'm a filmmaker. So I, I found that passion in high school. 
but preschool is a different level of like I know what I want to do. That's uh, that's incredible. Yeah, buddy. But I mean, I didn't. I knew I wanted to do it, but I didn't know if I could actually do it. So yeah, because I, so I went to college to be a teacher. Like no shit, teacher. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> you would be like, like, to, to be fair, you would be the dopest kindergarten teacher of all time. Dude, I'm such a bad teacher. <laughs> I did, I worked at a daycare for a couple of years, and the kids learned squat when I was there. <laughs> All I would do is just make faces and voices and tell them stories. And like, obviously, looking back now, I probably could have incorporated that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just, but no, no, it's it wasn't meant to be there. You, you needed to be on stage. <laughs> That's awesome. How how uh, so? I mean, obviously, your family, like you getting into it that young, had they been supportive the whole time? What's the journey been like with that? Oh yeah, my parents are both very funny. Um, so they were completely on board. My grandparents were funny. Like all the people, I was just talking about this with somebody recently. All the people that I grew up around, they were all so funny, and it was such. Like I feel like it was definitely God saying, "Okay, you're going to use this at some point, so I'm just going to surround you with it now." Yeah, because yeah, yeah. look, I'm like, oh my gosh, there's no way that the people are just that funny for no reason. So I was always absorbing whatever they were doing and i was like all right now i know that makes somebody laugh i'll do that i'm gonna yeah, so i was curious so you're just in this school of comedy at the household yeah oh yeah my dad used to do voices to me and i would have to do them back to him <laughs> you're young my mom's got like big old mouth like i do so she's been able to like do some crazy things <laughs> with it yeah but the mouth the mouth is, a, is a, an asset for sure yeah <laughs> yeah but like <laughs> You have the best pee I've ever heard in my. <laughs> so, was you making videos and stuff? Are they do they love being in them or like what's you know? Because a lot of this stuff is is at home with the family. Oh, they love it. Actually, the only reason I got TikTok was because of Crispy. Because I didn't yeah. I didn't want to have social media because growing up I didn't like it. Yeah. And when I started getting into comedy, I was like, I want to do it the old fashioned way where you just grind it grind it grind it and then people start to find out about you but chris was like no social media is a really big thing now so yeah the only reason why i got on tiktok what did you uh when did you start it 2021 okay i think somewhere there because oh wow so it was like after the covid boom yeah so i graduated high school in 2020 yeah then went to college you 21 21 wow man congrats uh it's man you are you got a following and touring young in the game that's exciting it's it's insane it's so weird <laughs> so weird but yeah so definitely crispy loves being in the videos and like in life my mom is all because my mom's has a huge personality too yeah. so in life he's always known as white as wise husband because my mom's name is why but everybody calls her why yeah. Um, as like well, oh, wise you... husband, yeah, 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 yeah. So they would call her wise, wise husband, and then now that Nick and Crispy stuck, he loves it because he's like, I'm my own person now. So <laughs> you're enjoying it. I have my own identity again. <laughs> totally, because people will come up to him because it used to be because my mom was a preschool teacher also, and we live in a very small town, so people will see her all the time and recognize her. But now people are starting to see him and recognize him. And he's like, oh, this is so weird. But I love that. So <laughs> it's sweet. Other than uh, other than Jim Carrey, because, I mean, that makes so much sense. Who uh, who else are your I, I was it's funny. I was talking to my mom before I'm at my mom's house and uh, she's watching my kids right now. And uh, I was like, I it, the biggest influence has to be Jim Carrey. Like it has to be. What? Uh, but where else do you draw uh, inspiration from? Definitely the Wayans brothers. Yeah, um, Robin Williams, mm-hmm. Weird Al, Weird Al. He was the first comedian I ever watched on YouTube. It was his um, Amish Paradise music video. Yep. I got. I, I had that CD back in the day. Oh my goodness! Yeah. So I'm 34. I used to. So I, I was a bit sheltered when I was a kid, but I literally knew the Weird Al versions of the songs before I knew the actual versions of the songs. So I was like, what is Gangster Paradise? I said, this is Amish Paradise. Exactly. <laughs> That's the best. 
<laughs> but yeah, um, they showed us him on YouTube. It was him and Tim Hawkins. I don't know if you know who that is. I That's don't a know Tim Hawkins. He's a Christian comedian. He's kind of like Robin Williams. He's very, very funny. But he does music comedy too. So like, yeah. I, our family's always loved parodies. So we'll watch. We were watching Weird Al and we watched Tim Hawkins. But yeah. That's about, do you know, oh my God, speaking of musical comedy, do you know, uh, oh my God, why is it so, Stephen Lynch. Dude, you got to check out Stephen, Stephen Lynch. He's in, he, it's, I'm not sure if he's still around, but he has some stuff on YouTube. He has some of the craziest songs you will ever hear. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has, uh, he has one, one song about this super, super gay Satan character. My name is Satan. Oh, <laughs> oh my! <laughs> it is so funny. <laughs> that is hilarious. Or George Jesus' brother Craig, Craig Christ. And now he's pissed off that he's always being overshadowed by Jesus. <laughs> that is hilarious. <laughs> so, with your material, how? What's your process for coming up with new stuff and? Um, does your social media stuff or ideas ever transfer to on stage for you? Rarely, only because if so, if like if the video does really well online, if a lot of people see it, I don't want to do it in person just because the most I already see it. And like the yeah. whole point of joke is the surprise, and if they know the joke, it's right, right, right. So I usually just come up with the videos like that day. Yeah, we're just in that moment, really. And then we, for, for like the writing, I actually sit down, write, go work stuff out, and then I retwist it, write, and then so I do the actual like the old fashioned process of writing. I think that's the only way you can write jokes. Like you have because you have yeah, to no, no, totally, totally in front of an audience. It has to be with a pen or a pen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, writing it on a computer doesn't feel the same. So right, I cannot. <laughs> There's plenty of comics I know that just type it on their phone. Yeah, and that freaks me out because like if you drop your phone like down a sewer crate or something, it's gone forever, and you <laughs> you just know. So yeah, I, I've always um written them out on notepads. Like I have a notepad right here, and that's nice. one. Um, I have a couple of them, but if a joke is, I like doing it personally just because I know nowadays there's like, I mean, there's a lot of comedians back in the day too, but there's so many comedians nowadays, and they all talk about. Um, some similar topics, and I really don't want to sound like any other. Yeah, I'm making. You know what I mean? So it's really it's just a bunch of personal stories, and I feel like that's. I feel like that's some of the best stuff, though. Like that's when you you know the, you see people at the top of their game. That's pretty much it's all personal stories. It's all takes on life. It's you know, yeah, like knock knock jokes are are going to get you to stadiums. Uh, uh, <laughs> no, I think Stadium because there's a comedian, uh, Nate Bargetsy. Do you know who that is? Yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah. Dude, do you see that he just not just recently, but like a month or two ago, he sold out, uh, or did he sell out? He sold more tickets than Morgan Wallen, who was there the past weekend, like at this stadium. He sold more tickets. Comedy is, man, I'm telling you, comedy is having, having some moments here. Yeah, that is insane. It's so cool. It is very, very good. I just watched uh, the new Tom Segura, and I was, I was oh, just yeah. crying, laughing the whole time. Like <laughs> never, dude, it's wild. I had, I mean, it's funny too because like I listened to a lot of uh, the Two Bears One Cave, and like yeah. he's so much raunchier in his stand up. Right? Crazy. Uh, I was like, this is way dirtier than like you just kind of sit and let Bert do his thing on the podcast. <laughs> Yeah, he goes in stand up. That is so wild. <laughs> who are some of so? Who are some of your favorite uh, like comedians out there right now? Right now, people need to check out John Christ. Yeah, he's he's so funny. Um, I actually just watched his other special, his newer special today. I wasn't sure if I was going to see a special from him. I need to check it, it out. It's very very good. Yeah, Christian comedian. His oh, yeah. everyday stuff is. Um, I love it. I love it because he he like breaks down the yeah you can be a Christian but you're obviously still gonna see all this other crazy stuff that I see too. So yeah, right, right, right. it's perfect. That's <laughs> amazing. What's it? Tim Hawkins. He's still doing stuff. Uh, 
Michael Jr., he's a really great comedian, too. And Preacher Lawson. Preacher Lawson. Yeah, 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 Preacher Lawson. Yeah, yeah. That dude is so funny. So, there you go. There's a list. Go check him out. Yeah. <laughs> Throw in some love. <laughs> was All right. So, I'm excited. I, I've been waiting to ask you. So, I I first saw you, I think as many people did, with your talking smack taekwondo lessons back oh, at the Walmart. What was the origin of that? Was it written? Was it just like, where did that come from? Okay, so that is a very weird story because <laughs> it's very anticlimactic. <laughs> did you see somebody doing it? No, there's no way. I was literally on vacation with my fiance. This was like before we were even engaged. We were still dating, and we went down to her mom's um. One of her mom's friends, like Lake House or whatever. So, and it was the first time we ever been down there. So we were just, literally just hanging out. And I was still making videos. And that was just, just so happened to be one of like the six videos I posted that day. That is it. There is no like, but what I written, I, was it off the dome? Like, how did you? Yeah, it was just, I was just recording a bunch of different videos. I didn't have it written down, <laughs> but I was like, I know I want to do that voice. Yeah, and I was I just wanted to see how far I can keep going. <laughs> that's so, amazing. Let myself keep talking. All right, that's the record. It was improv somehow, which is I mean, I just I didn't even know it was because I saw it, the sound blew up so much that I like saw other people doing it, and then I saw the the origin. I was like, whoa, this, oh my god, that's I didn't. You don't expect you to come from the voice, right? I know. <laughs> People still don't believe that it's me, but I, don't, it's a, <laughs> I know it's me. But like, yeah, you're like, I said it. It was very weird. Well, as soon as I recorded it, um, and I was just listening to it over and over again to see, like, uh, is this something that I want to post or not? I kept like the smack. Like, I was like, oh, that's gonna that's gonna have to do something because that is so fun. Like, it was making me laugh, and my videos usually do not make me laugh. So if they do, I have high hopes for them. Yeah. So, yeah. But that. I mean, and listen. It's it's multi generational. I showed I showed it to my mom, and she cracked up about halfway through. And just it's just the level of ridiculous and energy is just, it's it's perfect. <laughs> Unnecessary. <laughs> but it's actually it was really cool because that was also the same weekend. It's like on the ride down there, um, my wife and I we had started decide that we wanted to take our relationship with God more serious. Hmm. And that was literally the first time we'd ever had a conversation like that. Cause we had a two and a half hour ride, just us in the car and it just came up and we genuinely started saying we wanted to take it seriously. And then that video happened that weekend. Literally that I believe that's called manifesting is what that is. <laughs> that is just, you know, you opened up the pathway and, uh, and the answer came through. I have no idea. No, no, but I, well, that's the thing. It's like when you make a big life decision and then you follow up with action and stuff. That's, I mean, when it's meant to be and it blows up, you just you know that you're on the right path, right? Oh yeah, definitely. That's what um, it's like how you said earlier that I'm 21 and like doing the touring and stuff. Yeah, I was talking. I've only been doing stand up for like three years. Wow, I'm like comedy like with social media too, for three years. So when I tell people that a lot of them are like, oh, well, even you just, you got, you got it or something. You got it. And I truly believe that, um, that God has a plan yeah. because there's, it's not normal for something like that to happen. And it's humbling to know because I mean, I think I'm funny, but I don't think I'm like insanely funny to that extent where it could just go insane. So I think he has a plan and I'm excited to see. What you know, yeah, I know exactly. You just got to keep following down the path, and and man, I that's gonna be excited to see where it goes. <laughs> yeah, for <definitely>, like, dude. <laughs> how did how do you have you ha had to handle uh, hecklers at all or difficult audiences when you've been on stage yet? Oh yeah, how do you handle that? I'm not like a mean comedian, right. so it don't surprises me when somebody starts screaming out. But it's usually I'm too nice on stage. And then people are and they're just like, oh, I'll talk to him right now. And then they'll just go in. Um, I think one of the worst ones was actually at my church. I'd only been doing, I literally had written a set just for my church, went there. And I was in the church basement. And one of the kids, like, 
two years old, started pushing a chair across the ground in the middle of the set. And it was just... We're off like a minute straight. And I was like, no one's going to come get their baby. <laughs> what I love too is you know that in, in the kid's mind, like they're trying to be quiet and like go slowly with it. Which just like, no, just go. It's fine. Just or pick it up. Because <laughs> you've been that just like, I'm going to slowly move this chair. And then the fart sound starts. And, yeah. <laughs> and we all just sat there taking it. Because like you can't do anything. It's odd. But that was like one of the worst kids. The worst adult. There was this dude, this was actually recently in Virginia. It wasn't even bad, but he just kept talking mm -hmm. over. And I have things that like, I, I talk to them about if I see that they're not going to stop talking to me. Because I feel like most comedians do have at least one or two lines. Oh, yeah. Because if you don't, and you're just going in there. That's so that's a scary territory. <laughs> yeah, because you don't know what... Literally, you don't know what could happen. So you say, when I have something ready to be able to shut him down. And I tried it. And it worked for like maybe five, ten minutes. And then he started talking right back up again. So at that point, I just had to incorporate it into the show. There was like nothing. Oh, my God. It's insane. It's fun. It is sometimes fun, though. Because they can add some. Yeah. To the show. <laughs> and once everybody goes against them, then you can just start making fun of them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good feeling. <laughs> When you have no cut, no limits, you can no limits, just go. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's just that's like playtime. Yes, it really is. <laughs> um, when I was first starting, I didn't know, like, to go to clubs. I was going to clubs, but because I live in the middle of nowhere, there's not that many clubs around. Yeah. And I used to stay in my living room and just be doing jokes, and I would have my sister come sit on the couch. And she would just, like, I would tell her to interrupt me in my dream. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay, you're practicing. How a heckler is. And she was mean. She was not nice. But goodness, Madison. So she was like, having... thank you for the weighted bat that you're giving me right now. But, like, you, that was personal. <laughs> I know. Now my teeth. I'm like, we have the same teeth. What do you mean? But... <laughs> Definitely good help. What's Definitely. uh what's some of your favorite jokes or bits that you've written? Oh, I have one about my sister's uh emotional support animal. That is that's one of my so when I wrote that bit the first time, it went it was doing very, very well and I've changed it so many times, but it's still one of my favorite bits to do. So definitely that one. And then I have a closer that's all about working the night shift at a gas station. And it's about, I mean, that's what I did before I was doing comedy full time. So that's, yeah. those are my- Oh, I'm sure that there's, I you can make an entire reality show about working the night shift at a gas station. Easily. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> well, I, no, I love it because you got you to gotta go see this man on tour if you want to hear these things. What about uh, what about for your your social videos? What what are ones that are just like close to your heart? I like all the ones I make with um, my wife, because even if they don't blow up, I just like seeing her reaction in the videos, because like she'll be cute and like laughing in the videos and stuff. But when I do this in real life, she gets annoyed. So it's not seeing. A little fun reaction. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We need to hear her come around the corner and make a break. <laughs> but yeah, definitely the ones with her in it, and um, just my family in general. Yeah, I know most of them are with my family, but the ones where we're making fun of each other because we've done that our whole life. So seeing it on a video and actually being able to look back at it, I love making memories. So no, sir, I, that's that's part of why I think video is so cool, especially for like family time, is like. It's going to be up forever and you will be able to look back. I mean, I, it's interesting. I'm actually, I'm interested to see like with Alzheimer's and that stuff with social media now with our generation. So I'm, I'm a little bit older than you, but like having, you can see yourself like earlier in life. And that's so cool to be, you know, give it 20, 30 years. That's going to be wild. It'd be like, this is what I looked like when I was 21. <laughs> right? Oh my gosh. What, what Crispy wants us to do, and he's told me this. He said that when he gets dementia, not if, when he gets, <laughs> yeah. 
he wants us to make a YouTube page of playing pranks on him. I'm like, dude, what? You, I'll do it, but I mean, you are. He's gonna get me canceled in like 20 years. So, pretty <laughs> here. So I get here's, canceled. Here's me making fun of my my dementia dad. Literally. <laughs> Literally. So you'll you'll know it. Oh my happens. god. I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> Have you uh, have you been able to have any uh, mentors in the comedy world, or have you anybody kind of helping you out? Yeah, um, when I was a year or two, one year ago, actually almost exactly a year ago, I went to a Christian Comedy Association, and this is a crazy story because my, the only reason I found out about the association was because my grandma had a comedian come to her old folks' home. And she wore a T-shirt with my face on it and told him that I'm a comedian, too. She's like, my grandbaby's a comedian. And then she showed him my face and he reached out to me. He was actually the president of the association. And he said, we'd love for you to come out here. So I went out. It was in Indiana. Flew out there. And, dude, it was insane. I thought it was going to be like a big old business meeting of, oh, here's here's your connection. You can do this. You can do that. And it was like the complete opposite. It was fellowship with other comedians because like it's so easy to be lonely when you're a comedian, when you're just sitting yeah. or writing and then you go out. I'm sure filmmaking is like the same way because when you're just sitting there editing and then you're like, I'm going to need to get yeah. around when he's there. It's like, oh my the, God. The, speaking of Robin Williams, the editing cave, I, I love making the joke when you like get done with a big project. It's like the Jumanji, like, <laughs> come up for air out of your dark cave that you just been making yeah. something in. Yeah. <laughs> but it's interesting because filmmaking is a total team sport, but like comedy, man, that is, unless you're doing collaborations and stuff, I feel like it's all, I mean, it's so much just your brain in the world. It, it is, and it's sometimes um, annoying. Nope. It's sometimes annoying because I haven't collaborated with as many people as I would want to. Mm. So um, as I'm going on tour, a lot, I met a lot of comedians at the association. Yeah. And so well, we're going to, while I'm out, if they're living in the area, they're going to they're gonna come and perform with me, or we're going to make videos together so that we can finally do some collaborating. Because it's important. I mean, people like seeing more than one people in a video. Oh, 100%. I know. You'd imagine that. if you and John Chris got together, it would it would break the internet. It would it would be insane. So there was that's actually fun because this weekend we'll be at the Alive Music Festival. Um and it's like it's a big Christian music festival and couple I'm hosting the comedy shows for two of the comedians. Sick. And one of them is collaborating with John Chris on a bunch of stuff right now. So Wow. I'm going to talk to him. And that's the other thing. Like, I love meeting people and then you just make connections and stuff. That's my probably my favorite part. Other that's than- literally just, that's the game of anything. That's the game of being a creative. Like, networking is, yeah. well, especially for, you know, collaboration and stuff. Like, man, when you can join forces, like, it's it's something special and it's fun. And it's, I mean, that's some of the, I think some of the biggest tours that are happening right now are just like a whole bunch of, a collection of amazing comedians. And they're just having, yeah. having a blast. Exactly. Super fun. <laughs> what are you uh what are you excited about coming up for like the tour? I mean, obviously it's fun, but like what's really like what are your 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 bucket list things? Bucket list for the tour? Um or well, maybe getting... just comedy in general. I mean general. My ultimate goal would be to um perform around the world. Mm. I that'd be cool. Because what I would want to do is like to go to England and do it an entire hour with a British accent <laughs> and then like at the end switch it and see if any you know what I mean you you hey listen if you could pull it off if anybody could pull it off I think because it just just doing all the different types of what like, you cockney you got the like super up you know up, like there's so many different type accents and stuff it's so cool <laughs> yeah definitely that and then um I'm getting merch made nice currently and I'm very very excited about that because Finally, I have merch made for a joke in my show, which I've heard from so many comedians to do. I was like, okay, fine, I'm finally, finally going to do it. And, oh my gosh, I cannot wait to see a show. So you, went, you got one and it worked. I said what? You said you got well, you got merch and it worked. Like you, I, you have, you're feeling good about it, being connected to the joke? The joke, 
I had the joke before I had the merch. And then, so when the joke worked, I was like, okay, I have to actually make it into merch because the joke is about merch. (laughs) So it's perfect. Oh my God. It's like a meta joke about it. That's incredible. It is. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's super original too. But yeah. I want to tell you so bad, but I don't. Like that. Hold up, hold up, hold up. I'm gonna. I'll pause the recording, and then you can tell me, and then I'll keep it, and then I'll put it back on. Oh yeah. Okay, that's an amazing idea, and you're gonna have to go to the show to find out. I'm so sorry to. No, I'm not sorry. Go see this man in person. Incredible fucking idea. <laughs> oh yeah, it's a winner. It's a winner. <laughs> so. Um, for your process, is there like, what is the difference for you between like a video joke and an onstage joke? An onstage joke definitely takes longer. I'm more worried about onstage jokes doing well mm-hmm. than social media because like, you can post a video, it could do trash, and then you can post another video the next day and it would do amazing really just depends on the outcome. Yeah. But when you're in person and you are saying jokes and if people don't laugh, oh, like, you feel it immediately. It needs so, to land. Yes, it does. So that is, but it feels good to, it keeps you honest, very honest. Because like if it's not funny, people will let you know it's not funny. So you can't really get a, too big of a head with how well your jokes are doing. Because then yeah. you go look at it's killing in one room you do it in another room, bombs. Totally different, yeah. After the game. After the game. <laughs> Dude, you, I, I'm just the mastery of the voice. Like, how how many characters do you think you have? Like, voices, characters? That, I don't know if it's quantifiable, but like... I don't know, really, because I just do them. I don't really try to count them or like... Yeah. Because, well... So I do remember the first character I ever did. Yes. Uh, first two. The first when I dressed up to school. Um, do you remember in the mask, the bad guy in the mask? Yeah. Um, Green or whatever. And you remember the scene where he was coming into the club and he was wearing like the black shirt and it was open so you could see his chest? Yeah. I thought that was so cool. So I went, it was in, it was in preschool. I remember wearing, <laughs> back, wearing a black t-shirt to school. And I have, but I have my dad's chain on my neck, or it wasn't a, uh, it wasn't a shirt. It was a zip up jacket. I was gonna say, well, how did you find a small enough zip up for beard? Like this is what three feet high. <laughs> but I only well, so the jacket's like a foot. Yeah, yeah. So all right, keep going, keep going. Yeah. So I had it like zipped up maybe to in between my nipples, and then my chest was just glowing yellow, and I had my chain on. And I did an Italian accent the entire day. I thought all my classmates like this. It was very simple, very, very easy. And I literally went all day. And I remember I had a red marks all over my neck because the necklace <laughs> pinching my skin throughout the whole day. It's commitment. Was, it's commitment. Yeah. That was one of the preschool yeah. commitment. Right. Quincy. That was the first character I ever made like with a name was Quincy. And he was supposed to be my, like, Christian's, um, what's it called? Like, when somebody dresses you? Yeah, yeah, you're just, like, stylist? Yeah. Or something? Or s- close? my stylist. And this is how he talked? This is what his lips look like? And I remember doing that. And the only reason I remember that, because that was the only character my sister ever liked that I did. Every other thing, she she hated him. Like, but she loves her some Quincy. So that's what, <laughs> that was the character. Those are the oh, first God. I'm trying to think of, it reminds me of, I think it's uh, Brandon Rogers on uh, YouTube has a very similar, like, that he's also the man of a thousand, a thousand characters and dude, a wild. He is insane. (laughs) He's insane. Insane. For sure. But in the best way, I like, I was watching the day at the park video and I just, it just kept getting crazier. And I was like, this isn't what? The fuck? How is he every single one of these? Right? That, but that's so like, um, like inspiring mm-hmm. and encouraging. Like to see one person playing so many different characters. That's Eddie Murphy. Oh, dude. Love. Yeah. 
And yeah, another another freaking goat. Yeah. What was the? Uh, there was a comedian before Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy looked up to him because oh Richard Pryor. Was it Richard Pryor? It was the dude that was in the original Nutty Professor. Yeah, that's Eddie Murphy. No, no, I mean the original. Is there original before that one? There was a Nutty Professor for Eddie Murphy. And the comedian that Eddie Murphy used to look up to did it. And because Jim, Jim Carrey, because Eddie Murphy said that he wanted to do movies where he had multiple characters like this dude. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. My daughter's here. Hi. Say hi. Hey. What's good? Eddie do it. Here, hold on. Let me unplug my headphones. Say hi. Hey. Good evening, madam. How are you? <laughs> See, funny. <laughs> That's used for. <laughs> That's amazing. All right, I'm gonna jump back to the movie. Love you. No. Oh. That's adorable. She's amazing. <laughs> That's so sweet, dude. So, uh, outside of your career. What uh? What's like your thing? What's your hobby that kind of takes you away from it all? Uh, or maybe it is the career that is your hobby. I definitely need one. So, um, <laughs> I I love to play basketball. Yeah, love playing basketball. Um, learning how to play the piano and the harmonica, and I'm also learning how to cornrow hair. Um, okay, I guess a couple of hot. <laughs> what are the things I like to do? There's five of them. Oh, okay, <laughs> uh, the only reason I'm, I want to learn how to corner so I can do my own hair so I can stop going to my mom's house now. Um, also, just like when we have kids, I want to be able to know, yeah, how to their hair just in case my wife isn't there. Uh, you know what? That's that's a good skill because I, uh, I listen. I can do a ponytail yeah. for my daughter, but it is a busted ass ponytail. It is, <laughs> it is not. She comes, she comes in, she comes back from mama with like braids and like gourd, you know, and the whole thing. I'm just like, here, uh, okay, it's kind of scraggly, but it's up. Yeah, there's bumps in it. <laughs> yeah, right. I saw a really good idea online to, uh, and this is like. You're doing the right way. This, you're smart is to how to learn how to do it. Uh, but I saw a dad do it. He took a vacuum cleaner hose and put it, put the scrunchie on it, take all the hair into the vacuum cleaner, and then push the scrunchie down, and there's the ponytail. That is so smart. Yeah. Like, uh, kind of genius. <laughs> Amazing. Dude, that's really smart. <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah, my mom did hair all the time growing up, so I just want to be prepared. Yeah, mom told me that she did my hair more than my sister's. <laughs> I mean, what 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 hair it is? You got you got a glorious, glorious the, set there. The cranial foliage, <laughs> cranial foliage, exactly. Yeah. How high is it off the top of your head? It's so hot, dude. It's not even. <laughs> it's not. It really isn't. My hair is so thick. Yeah, my my scalp has not seen the sun in I don't know how long. And it sucks because my my both my siblings they have different hair, like we all have hair. My sister's is wavy, but it'll fall. My brother's is wavy, but it's like soft and fluffy. Yeah, and my hair is just straight, thick, like thick and curly. It's so so we never none of us have like we can't ask each other what you're doing. You know what? Completely different. Yeah. So basically, if you ever have kids, it's going to be a complete crapshoot about what Dude. your hair is. I can't wait. <laughs> yeah. Because she, my wife is also mixed. And I know I made a video about it, but I love saying it. We hope that we have triplets. Her dad is a twin. So we oh, hope wow. that we have triplets. And that one of them is fully black, one of them is fully white, and then one of them is light-skinned. And that the white one has an afro, but the black one has straight hair. <laughs> I mean, they always... They always have to walk in a straight line with the middle in the middle, so it's like a it's a yep. gradient. <laughs> that great. I, I that would be amazing. A a, a light skin afro freaking yeah. <laughs> vastly they have they have to have vastly different different hairstyles. Yeah, yeah. 
That's what we're praying for. So that'd be crazy too, because they would if they were triplets, they'd probably look the same. P- right. Potentially. Potentially. You imagine if they looked the same but they were different colors? Damn. <laughs> that'd be so cool. You'd have to do some uh some jackass level pranks with that on people. Yeah. <laughs> and put like put the first one to the tanning bed, come out, it's the middle one. Yeah. The tanning bed, come out, it's the black one. Oh my god. There was, I don't remember which comedian it was, but it was, it was a black guy. And he was like, I love going to tanning beds and like waiting there for a while until I see somebody different at the front desk and then walking out, just going. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that, and that's Michael Jr. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's hilarious, too. Oh, my God. Great. That's one of the best bits I've ever heard. <laughs> That's incredible. What, so, what what style is your is your stand up? I mean, you know, because obviously there's voices and stuff, but like, what? How would you characterize it? Storytelling. I love talking to the audience. Mm. Um, energetic, definitely energetic. But I have had to learn how to sustain it yeah. over because, like, when I was when I first started, I was only doing like first start i'm still on threes and but like i was only doing <laughs> it for like five minutes at a time yeah yeah. like this is so easy to be jumping off the walls insane for five minutes but dude doing that for an hour is but i've been able to like train myself through the lives when i go live on tiktok i do not like, yeah i'd stop talking to keep the energy up for an hour plus so that when i do with actual material i'll be completely fine that is one of the best hacks for an entertainer to to like train the law the, the long time muscle that's a genius thing to do well the first time i did 30 minutes uh uh not the first time but i did 30 minutes in denver yeah um a couple years ago and it i noticed the first like 15 minutes were hot everybody was like but I noticed watching my video back over, I stopped moving across the stage as much, and I was more stirred just standing in the middle. And then yeah, yeah. The laughs weren't as big, um, like there was it was still laughter, but it wasn't as big. So I wasn't being as, I was still doing act outs, but they weren't as big as I could be. Right, so, right. Dude, that longevity of it is insane. But also, I I heard um starting cooler. And then working your way up, hotter, 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 hotter. That's what you got to do. That makes sense. You like, you kind of come out, maybe big energy, and then you kind of like, it's, well, that's so much of like dictating the room and dictating, like having them go on the journey with you. It's like, they can come with you on the more chill parts. And then also like, that's, that's got to be such a ride too. Yeah, it definitely is. Because some rooms, oh, they don't want the energy. They want like deadpan just saying the jokes but i'm it's a performance like that's how that's how i look at it It is definitely a performance for at least for me because i know some comics they are really just so conversational yeah but they're it's it doesn't seem like it but but the type of act outside i'm doing it's definitely a performance and i'm not afraid of that so yeah there's some rooms where they'll just bomb like on new year's eve i was doing a show me and my friend had two shows it was like in a sold out room it was huge but these people had just come from loud live music. So like, I don't know, was having an event night and we were just one of the things doing it. They come from an extremely loud, small room to a huge room with one person on stage and the stage is like 15 feet away from the crowd. It was terrible. Oh my God. It was no laugh. But as soon as I realized that it wasn't going well, I immediately started working on new jokes and I would go into these act outs that were like 15, 20 seconds with pure silence in the room. <laughs> I was like, I am not afraid to get uncomfortable. So I, yeah. <laughs> but you're like, you're like, listen, I'm going to do this for me. You guys do be silent, drink your drinks. Uh, this is, you aren't here basically. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to practice these jokes. To what? Yeah. <laughs> That's Jeez. incredible, man. It's, I mean, it really is such a muscle. Mm-hmm. Are you? So you said you're doing an hour now, yeah? Yeah. Oh man. I don't. I don't. Especially, I mean, is it? How would you say? Like, 
the hour is solid. How much? How? Because I mean, your your tour. Are you are you doing the closer? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll be the closer of the tour. Um, there's. I would definitely say it's a strong hour because well, I like looking through the material. I just timed it the other day, and I have an hour and a half of stuff, but. Most clubs don't give you an hour and a half unless there's right. a specific ask for it. And I didn't think I had an hour and a half. So I booked it for an hour, which is even better because then I can take all of the really, really good bits. Yeah. And then just working on the other ones. But I mean, that's a process. That's uh, but that's amazing that you went, honestly, that you went from what five minutes three years ago to having an hour and a half. Like that's a significant jump. I think I was talking to some other comedians about it and. Every single show, I try something new. Mm. I love that from one of the comedies I met at the C- at the Christian Comedy Association, that conference. Um, I said, so when do you try out new jokes? Because he's a touring headliner. Like, this dude's been on Dry Bar dozens of times. His name's Dennis Gaxiola. Great comedian. Thanks. He said that he does a new joke every single show. And I was like, dang. Because that means you're getting in front of audiences. Because open mics are so much different than an actual show. So yeah. if you're doing a new joke, maybe it's a little, little joke in the middle of your show. Even if it's a little bit of improvement, you're still gradually building up a whole nother bit. Oh, yeah. So it is, that's what I try to do. And it kind of takes the nerves away when you have a new joke, too. Because I know some. I heard the craziest thing, which was that for, um, I think it was Vicious Circle for Dane Cook, half of the set was on the spot. Half of the set was just him talking. Half of it, half. Dude, <laughs> insane. For like one of the top selling co- like albums of of yeah, you know his career. Like he just was in the zone and just yeah, that is impressive. <laughs> <laughs> That's what, like every comedian wants to be able to do. To yeah, just right. Air just be funny, like murdering funny. Oh my god, so that great. Is- well, so- I I gotta check. Are you coming through Denver at all? Denver. So I just reached out to a couple more places in Denver because um, I've had some people ask about it. And I want to go back out there because we have family out there. So I think it'd be yeah. fun. So I'm definitely going to try. I would. I, I, I'm, I live in Evergreen, which is like 30 minutes west uh, of Denver. But man, if you're there, I will uh, I will absolutely come check it out. <laughs> thing live. Yeah, right. If it gets a reaction. Oh my god! Oh my god! I'm, yes, I'll have to. Uh, I'll have to purchase one. We'll talk about who for later on because I don't give it away. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> so just to wrap up, let me uh, let me roll out the red carpet for you a little bit. I mean, we've been talking about it the whole time, but uh, tell the people what you got going on. Okay, hi, Linda. Um, I will be starting my tour, the Open Door tour, this weekend. I'll start in Mineral City, Ohio. But the headlining gigs will start next, no, two weekends, July 27th, 28th. I'll be in Milton, Delaware, and then Hanover, Pennsylvania. I'll be in Columbus, Ohio. I'll be in Atlanta, Georgia, Springfield, Missouri, St. Charles, Missouri, Dallas, Texas, Houston, Texas, Janesville, Wisconsin, Chandler, Arizona, San Diego, California. Dang, oh, you are just taking a trip. And I am hoping to get more dates because I want to go see wherever I really wise want to be where everybody is. You know? Yeah. And but the good thing about it is um, if you can't come out to see me, it's okay because I won't only go to these places once. You know what I mean? I'll be coming back. <laughs> you're, so, you're, you're, you did the first, it's, well, it's, I mean, it's historic because it's the first tour, but the first of many. So, yes, there will be lots of times. That's uh, that's super exciting. Yeah. Where can uh, where can people get tickets and find you? You can get tickets at mrmccartney.com. Um also I will be posting videos every day on my TikTok which is Mr. McCartney and my Instagram which is mrmccartney.official and my Facebook which is mrmccartney.official. Dude, I found a Facebook page that was stealing my videos and posting them. But the sad part about it, they had 250,000 followers. I was like, how are they How are they going to do Facebook better than me with my <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> that's uh that's how you know that's how you know you're making it is when you get like just a flagrant ripoff. You would just say, and like they weren't even posting the best videos, which was kind of making me uneasy. I was like, "This is weird. What is happening?" But, but yeah, so that's an- I seen. So I literally just found this out two, three days ago, and they they've had it since May. What are they called? Call them out. It's Mr. McCartney. Oh my God! See, that's when they had to get the dot official. Is give this man his give this man his page back. <laughs> or 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 let him let him it's all his work so let him take it over <laughs> i didn't have a facebook account like specifically for that yeah but like, i was only doing tiktok and instagram and so when i saw that i was like dang oh maybe i should have been doing facebook <laughs> literally it's working for somebody <laughs> i but- heard a really good uh social media thing i, I was talking to uh, a guy that works for uh, gary vaynerchuk and he's like kind of in charge of his like social ads um, and his point was, um, do all of the platforms because they're constantly in flux with what's working and what's not. So if you're just doing all of them, you can ride the, you know, ride when they're doing well and then just maintain it when they're kind of stagnant. That's very true. So basically the answer is always more work. Exactly. Pretty <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <For> much. <laughs> but, um, Yeah. Those are the those are the Mr. Cardi on official. That's the Facebook. I think the wildest part with that page was they were asking people for money. Dude. Oh my god! They were like asking. They were like, "Oh, you can support me here at this link." No, and I felt so bad. I really could not care less about them having that many followers. Yeah, but it's the fact as I was looking through the comments and people were thinking that it was me oh. asking them to give me money. I've never done that once, like, just saying, oh, hey, go get me 15 You know what I mean? Yeah. And people, I... But should audience, maybe you should uh, post a story about it to kind of clue people in. I, I'm probably going to keep doing that. Yeah. I went to their page. I commented on all the videos, like, uh, this is not me. Please don't give them your money. I don't want you to do that. Yeah, yeah. That's don't want insane. to do that. Now, yeah. I mean, listen, thing. Things happen when you got five million followers. Yes, I wasn't expecting it though. <laughs> there you go, uppercut. <laughs> well, to to lead us off here, to lead the the the, uh, the end of the podcast, I would love to get some. So, give me the the characters that's top of your mind right now, or just some a little bit of the a little bit of the, the sauce. You want some of the juice? That's what you want, really. Hey, I got you. Actually, I, can I do the talking some smack thing? Oh, Hunter, it, I, I would, nothing would make me happier. <laughs> okay. Live, ready? Let me get some oxygen. Yeah. Oh, yeah, well, I want you to know that I heard that you've been talking some smack. I want you to know that I've been taking Taekwondo lessons in the back of the Walmart Super Center, so if you don't want to get hurt, then you better stop. No. <laughs> he said the thing. <laughs> <laughs> This is what I've become. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> is that like your most requested thing when people see you and recognize you? It's that or the Grinch face. Yeah. <laughs> I love doing the Grinch face, though, so I'm completely okay with that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's see the Grinch face. Let's see it. Oh. Idiot. <laughs> and suddenly I'm in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, super, super fun talking to you. This has been awesome, and uh, I really appreciate your time. Yes, thank you so much for reaching out. Oh, dude, I I couldn't believe you said yes. I was I was like, oh my god, he's he's approachable, yay! <laughs> yes, but yeah, go check out this man on tour. And uh, for everybody watching and listening, I will see you next time. <laughs>